what it is what is up what is good gamers this is showing up some new one aka digga doolamite and your auditory canals are tuned into episode 133 um 138 i'm sorry of the gaming vessels podcast As usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, got my partners in crime. First on deck, we got Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka the Gamer. I'm sorry, the Cat Daddy, aka the Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, dude? Ah, not much, but I know it's like I can't believe we're at 138 either. Like <laughs> we are, we are barreling down to 150. It's like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, to think about it, we've been doing this for um, for a couple of years now. So, and, and thank you all to everybody who tunes in every every uh, every week. You know, rain, rain or shine in this digital world, you tune in. You know, to to three guys talk about games. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. thanks. Mm-hmm. So definitely a big shout out to our listeners, and of course, our show is a no go without. Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. What's going on, bro? Not much, man. Uh, just trying to enjoy this long weekend on here. It's like almost like running out of things to do, and it's like, okay, <laughs> better <laughs> really? tend to some stuff. Yeah. No. Not things to do? No, I got things to do. Well, you got to stop trying uh, hard enough, buddy. <laughs> oh, I know. There you go. <laughs> I got still stuff unpacked. From when I moved in 2018, so it's like, oh, get it down, have fun. I know, I know. Cool. Shoot, I've been in my house for almost seven years now. I still got stuff that's unpacked. So it's like, I want want to get to because I might have gold. I might have gold in some boxes. You know, some like PSP games there, like going cray cray on ebay right now for some stupid reason because you know collectors got to be collectors and speculators got to be speculators so Mm got to get this they got to get that money stuff i know Uh, i have a sealed pokemon uh gba game in my one of my boxes so it's like you know lo and behold i bought it on clearance at circuit city because circuit city was going out of business and remember when me and uh you kev like we're like all like on that like flip train to take all these games from circuit city back over to gamestop and we're making hell of a credit but i kept this game sealed for some reason so it's like pokemon Mm. ruby and so i think i looked at the ebay listing for you know the graded version and it was like someone some suckers trying to sell it for 30 30k 30k on on the ebays and obviously i haven't seen any sold but (laughs) on this big ass gold rush man gold wow. rush like if people are willing to go. buy that you know more power to them i guess if they got yeah. that kind of disposable income you know, yeah i don't think it's worth 30k i'm sorry so hey, if someone does i i need to i need to i need to look at my super mario my not my my super mario brothers because i got the only thing that's different between the one that sold for whatever was a million dollars is that mine is unsealed. I got I got all the other 
I got I even got I even got the little I got all the uh, marketing materials. I got the little plastic sheath that the cart that the 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 plastic baggie and the plastic sheath the cartridge comes came in. <laughs> I got all that. I got all that stuff. Hell, I'll I'll I'll, I'll sell it at a at a discount. I'll I'll, I'll sell it for <laughs> eight hundred thousand dollars. I'll let it go at a discount. Yeah, where do you live? Yeah. Just because Someone it doesn't have the cellophane. Yeah. Where do you Where do you live again, Joe? I got it. No, oh, oh, no, no, don't look for me. No. Stop over there. The yeah. No. Uh, they did an investigation actually into the Super Mario sixty four sale, and they said that uh, some people that had links to the the auction company were bidding on it. So it's 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 all shim shams. Oh. Yeah, so they're hmm. pushing up the bidding or something. Yeah, they're trying to set the market, basically, is what they're trying to do. They're pushing, they're pushing the bid. I would think you would need to have a lot of people that would be in on that to raise the cost that high, though. I mean, it's like somebody had to, for whatever reason, I mean, the person that won won the auction had to cough up with that million, cough up that million dollars. And it's like, if you're going in purposely trying to... raise the the market for a, a, a for something that you have as a collector it seemed to me that you need to have a whole lot of people in on it i mean uh, it's not it's I, not like barrett jackson where you know some dude finds a old ferrari from 1965 in his barn in great granddaddy's barn and can turn it around and sell it for three million dollars it's like you know, it's it seems like there would be needs there. There should be some other, some other, uh, some other variables at play. <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look up the article for maybe for the upcoming episode. We'll talk about it. And yeah, but uh, I believe the person that bid on it had ties to the company that does the grading. One of the companies that does the grading. So oh, good grief! Yeah, Jeez. so some financial investment in there so there's some link so obviously you need to get the grading so you get the big dollar mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know i think the, i think the scam the fix was in folks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i it's mean like how has the collectible comic market kind of settled with all this crap does i mean uh what collectible comics market <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, at, at, at one I mean, point the people, gra- the... people get this, their stuff graded but it, it's like yeah i mean i, I mean it's all about it's all about the um, the movies now. It's all about the movies now. And if you can find a if you can find a, a game or a um, uh, a comic that hasn't you know that has a, a person show, appearing in the movie, then you're then you might make some money. But, gotcha. All, but, all uh, we need is uh, you know DC to put Lobo in a movie or something. That, you know. Well, he was maybe he strike was, it rich. Well, he was already in, in he was already on the. Um, uh, he was already on the ball screen and in a show that no one really watched. So Krypton. Aren't uh, back issues kind of in demand right now, though? Nah. Oh, the only the only back issues that are worth anything are ones where in which people showed up or storylines that um or storylines um, or or in movies now or who are or who are in movies. You know, like yeah. first appearances of people who were in movies are, are worth money now. But for the most part, now nah, you're not really going to get much most of anything. Gotcha. Uh, well, I wish I would have kept my run a master of kung fu. Been... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's 
I mean, that's that's that stuff right there is actually pretty, you know, pretty pretty beefy now. But um, but even then, you're not really gonna be looking that much. Oh, I know, I know. I mean, I there, some, be, there might be some, there might be a, a cool cover or something. But. I got some signed McFarland Spider Man, but uh, uh, still, I mean, the, like, like the first appearance <laughs> of Venom, that would be a good one. Like if you can get the first appearance of like uh, Spider Man uh, two ninety nine or three hundred. Is that the one where he's in the where he's in the black suits like he's jumping off a big like some stairs or something? Uh, well, I don't even know. In his black suit or like the first appearance of the symbiote suit from Peter Parker? Uh, maybe I have to look it up, but I do. I might have that. I'm not 100 percent sure. I got some. I got a bunch of McFarlane. I got. The first McFarlane Spider-Man that uh, that he's that he did, I have that one. I have that one signed, and I've got a whole bunch of McFarlane Marvel stuff. I, I did like his Spider-Man, so I, I I went out of my way to collect uh, the McFarlane so I, Spider-Man. Yeah, I just like the art. Yeah. Oh, that run was great. His whole run was great too, but. Uh, I digress. We <laughs> yeah, get, get off some tangents. Some tangents. Yeah, it's not a comic book podcast, but but we can share that we are collectors. Seeing that, I I do need to I do need to get my comic just to see what it's worth because I would be interested in selling some of it. Yeah. So I might have to f- actively get into that, but but like we've said, this is not uh, the comic book corner. This <laughs> is gaming vessel. So we're going to move on to our first topic on the docket, which is going to be the playlist. So let's start with Trader Joe this time. What you been playing, dude? Uh, I've been playing a grip, actually. So um, first off, I'll lead off with uh, Fantasy Star Online to New Genesis. I know Dez has not been playing this past week, school and whatnot, and I don't. I think maybe he's kind of lost his steam as far as playing the I'm, game a little bit. So I'm sorry, stepson, but uh, but Papa <laughs> Papa's Rolling Stone. Wherever he leaves his controllers is is his, is his home. So uh, sorry, buddy. Uh, right, there there, there is a. Abandonment. Um, I know. He's like, no. No, there's a quest I need you to come in because I, I have to party up with someone. So, but uh, okay, I'll, I'll help you out. I'll, 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 there you go. There you I'll go. Yeah. Out, so, so, yeah, but I've been playing that day. Um, had the autumn event just launch on uh, Wednesday on there. Uh, there is a Sonic collaboration because of uh, Sonic Colors uh hd coming out too and so there's like some sonic like emotes and that kind of thing on there and so i just was playing that i mean you know i'm still kind of waiting for more story content you know it's like uh you know i I like what the gameplay loop is and i enjoy playing but um i think i kind of commented uh to you guys that when i put this game on if i don't have something else going on like talking to you des or anything like i start falling asleep it's like it's That's i wouldn't say it's games, m- mind-numbing but yeah it's just like after a while it's like you know today i kind of threw i was listening to the baseball game in the background while i was playing and yeah it was enough for me to like kind of power through and whatnot and uh but i got all the 
seasonal uh, quest done and uh, got a uh, uh, frost katana, which I'm already powered up and on there. And so I'm going to keep playing. I'm going to keep playing this game, but uh, you know, with or without Desmond, unfortunately. And I know, you know, we'll see if maybe he'll fire it up. Sorry. Go at it. Sorry, little tyke. I'll uh, <laughs> I'll play it. I'll play it again soon. You know. Abuse, abuse. <laughs> nah, it's all good. Um, also been playing Aliens Fireteam Elite, uh, mainly multiplayer, um, and uh, discovered because of Desmond that there is dailies with this game as well. Even after he told me a couple times, you know, I didn't get in the menu where I was selecting. Cause it's a lot the first of times, menu. <laughs> To be honest, I never noticed it either. So yeah, come on, man. <laughs> don't, don't crucify got, me. It's like you know, gotta be, time... uh, gotta be honest. Yeah, don't crucify come me. On. Yeah, please. You know, half the time when I play Aliens, it's like I want to play Aliens. It's like you're already firing up your PS4. You're not firing up your PC to play PSO, and so it's like, oh my god, a... really. <laughs> So I join on and basically, uh, you know, you, I join your party and I let you kind of run the shots. And that's how... I am constantly asking, hey, what do you want to do? Hey, what do you want to do? And you, you always acquiesce to me. And I'm like, OK, Aliens Fire Team it is, buddy. Get your ass over here. Let's go. <laughs> so what do you think of the game as far as our gameplay this week? Anything kind of stand out? I mean, I started experimenting more with the. Uh, playing the gunner uh versus the uh was it the demolisher i forgot the yep. name of the character class okay gunner demolisher uh technical and doc yeah and uh yeah i'm i roll between the technical or and the doc because i think i think their kits are really kind of fun uh tech really supportive really just straight up you know the extra turret you know, is amazing. Turrets make that game so much better. I mean, I know people are like, you know, oh, you know, it's, it's just this kind of like, you know, whatever kind of kind of game. And but I'm actually enjoying the crap out of it. And I think like we've ran those first three missions, you know, and we're getting it to, to like it's it's like we're getting it to like the back of our hand. But even then, like we still get demolished sometimes. So I love that that there is still that level of you know one one wrong move and you know your squad wipes and I, I really think that that's really a really good uh design element is it a looker no uh, does it have to be no um I, excuse me i just really think the 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 gameplay itself is just is just really fun and just you know uh hearing the nuances when when your team says you know ambush or prowler or something you got to kind of get ready and then we're like <laughs> we're like, all right, Joe, go on in there and get this prowler, Joe. You know, <laughs> go on in there and get pounced on. And then, and then Kevin went in and rolled past it, all, all fucking juke uh, shot him. I, I, I have to go like, back. Whoa. I did get and the recording. And then, and, then, and, then Joe, and then Joe, because of course Joe got to kill everything, so so he's in the back. <laughs> he's in the back, and and he's like, oh, <laughs> as this other. This other alien jumps out and it's just like it just cracks me up the shit that happens in that game and i just i think that's why i like it is, is the three of us could just kind of like run around and just chill with it and and it's fun like i i'm just like 
that's that's the thing about it is it is just a fun game and i think that's what they did right with this game is is they made it fun first and i thought the sound design is really good for me it, it sound the gun sounds smooth the alien sounds smooth uh the i think the gunplay is fun um it's just i really enjoy it so I, that's why i play it is because i can play those those first those first three missions over again and try to do better at it um and we just opened up the the next one um and we got to the end of it but we got swarmed and just got just got massacred so it's just fun like that's the thing it's like can we can we and the challenge guard the challenge cards add more to it like it, it adds more of a of a can we do this or are we gonna get our our asses handed to us and i just i just like that about the game you know uh kev you were gonna say something no uh-uh. oh no i thought you, you were gonna express yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. didn't you and ace black kind of get further than the levels that we were hammering uh, we jumped, we got into, um, uh, was the giants level, the, the, the one that, the, the one that's called giants. Yeah. Um, we had been trying to finish the first scenario, but we got mauled at the jump ship, which was a pain in the, the butt. Yeah. I went back and ran it solo and was able to get past it. Um, I think I was playing, was I, I was playing with somebody. Was it you guys when we when we ran? Yeah, I think it was it was uh, you two when we finished the first camp, sold the first campaign. But I had also done it before. I did did it uh, playing with y'all. I ran it through solo and was able to get past it to unlock the the giant scenario. So I did the first part, or I was playing through the first part of giants, but I didn't finish that level so i started dozing off so i just i just turned it off but i my, i haven't completed the first section of the giants yet so i'm still on that first part good game though yeah I, yeah I, it's I very good it. very good yeah game. i would implore if anyone out there wants to play it as ps4 ps5 cross platform play compatible it's not like crap cross-platform play you can't like play xbox the ps5 ps4 or to pc but it's um you know cross-platform so you know not per se cross-play but uh, definitely let us know because you know i think we do have a uh, aliens fire team section in the discord as well on there to you know obviously party up if need be so uh, also been playing a few things um, um, using my PlayStation Now a little bit. So I downloaded and uh, started playing the story section of Team Sonic Racing. That's the one, not the uh, Sega uh, All-Stars and Sonic Racing Transform, which probably is better. But oh, uh, this yeah. is like the Team uh, Sonic-based racing game where you have to obviously get into the slipstream and go faster and then you know i feel like it's it's a cool game for what it is on there i i can't fade some arcadey racing so i'll have to kind of dig into that a little bit more i think the whole like plot with uh and this uh strange uh boss character saying hey racing my races but he kind of looks like robot nick is just 
Uh, man, I don't even know why I'm running through the story, but hey, it is what it is. So <laughs> it's Sonic, you know, that you gotta love that Sonic, you know. So I guess because all the, the Sonic and PSO, uh, right now, I just I gotta get my Sonic fix over there. So, but uh, also checked out um, one of August's uh, PlayStation Plus games of the month, uh, Hunter's Arena legends on there this is the like melee battle royale game and basically and uh it basically plays like any other battle royale game but you are doing hack and slash combat versus uh gunplay and uh yeah i, I know desmond was listening to me play or like commenting on it that uh you know i what i could say about the gameplay is that i think uh I, I wish it was a little bit more arcadey than what it is. It's there's a, some technique that's involved, and especially um, when you're trying to fight off two people at once, it's kind of daunting. And the kind of button presses are a little bit like uh, to defend. You have to like hit R1 and then a triangle at the same time, and it's just. Uh, I think I played it for about, I think I had Desmond watch me play too. I was doing a little bit of share play where he was watching me play for a little bit. And, uh, you know, 30 players, it is a battle royale genre. So if you do enjoy that genre and are interested in some hand to hand, you know, some dynasty warriors slash, you know, typical action, um, slasher type of game uh if that would be up in your wheelhouse but uh uh it's nothing for me i'm gonna dedicate any time to in fact uh, i think after a couple of days i wound up deleting it off my hard drive so that's how how much i uh, think of it so even after i downloaded it i was gonna i was gonna play i had made some time for my son he was just like no and i was like okay thank you yeah, I'm still curious because there is a three-player mode to have us three going and as a gang and hacking and slashing, you know, basically in groups of three, fighting, you know, obviously the NPCs. I, I don't think Kev, you would play this in the, in hails and the no-nos kind of thing. So, yeah, I've I looked at the gameplay of that game. I don't know if I even put that game in my uh, library. Oh, gotcha. I looked. I looked up some gameplay on YouTube, and I watched it, and it just it just didn't grab me. Well, you do have up until manana to grab it before the games uh, cycle over on Tuesday. But you know, I don't know if this is even worth us uh, playing three player. But if anyone out there wants to play it three player, let me know. I know my ringing endorsement is probably not going to have you clamoring to download it and play it. But <laughs> I never know. Never know. You know, I, you know, think if I'm going to play a game like this, I'd rather just mess with not Fortnite, but maybe apex on there. I heard a lot of good things about apex nowadays. So, um, you know, I'm in the, I guess, but, put the uh, hunter arena legends away i think i was killing des because uh, some of the uh, emotes in the in the game are just freaking bad they, got they a are bunch of terrible oh my <laughs> lord like what are you doing like the, the the dances they have like emo dances that are just crazy uh, yeah, they're they're like two three minutes long in yes, the clip, and they're dancing around, and they got this big <laughs> black guy with an afro, 
and you know in like Chinese garb and he's sitting there twerking and shit and I'm like no <laughs> I was like, no. Yeah, literally, he's like shaking his junk and doing all sorts of crazy ass like, rhythm, no. rhythmic, no, no. you know. Yeah. And of course, you got to buy these uh, emotes so you can sit there. I actually had one opponent start doing the damn dance after he killed me. He or she killed me. So it's like, okay. It you was go on with your bad self buying like, this crap out of your hard earned cash to, you know, do, do twerk my corpse. Yeah, there you go. So. No. It was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I think if nah, you saw that good. that segment, uh, Kev, you'd probably be appalled. I mean, it's just it was ridiculously like bad. I didn't I, see any emotes in the video. I was just it was just primarily focused on the core combat. Yeah, and it just didn't really seem all that exciting. I yeah. don't know. I just. I don't know. Um, if I also, can remember, I'll put it in the library, but. Well, I'm, I'm kind of curious what you think of it. I mean, I'd be willing to re-download it, especially to play the three-player mode, so. Okay. Mm. All right. Also played, um, I've been checking out an arcade, arcade Archives, Hamster's wonderful series, and uh, I've loaded up and been playing Terra Cresta, the old uh, 80s shmup on there. And I had kind of had to remember, because I played this sparingly back in the day at the arcade, but... Uh, especially with the uh, whole treasure thing, which we'll talk about in news a little bit uh, with the Cresta series coming back. I had to reacquaint myself with the game and the game, the game kind of, it's giving me some Xevious vibes and giving me some Galaga vibes. So I'm, I mean, it's a win it. I've been enjoying just kind of playing around with it. I mean, you're talking about an 80, 1984 arcade game uh, with some great, uh, you know, no bullet hell, just, you know, going going from top to bottom. You know, shooting aliens and uh, you know, getting segments of your ship and trying to transform and you know, get the high score. So, so definitely enjoying that. If anyone wants to play via share play on that, I will definitely you know, we'll have a good time doing some multiplayer on that. Uh, played the Writers Republic demo from Ubisoft. <laughs> I only laugh because he was like. Hey, you want to play the Riders Republic demo? And I'm like, okay, I have to download it. So I'm looking for it. And Joe's all like, yeah, I got rid of it. Immediate immediate delete. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, but we were going to play it. And he's like, no. I was like, wow, okay. Well, we're not Yeah, uh, pretty much, you know, I hate to say it, but the game kind of reminded me. I mean, I was looking for a good snowboarding game. This game is not a good snowboarding game. I mean, you're going back and forth between different activities, between, uh, you know, snowboarding, you're doing this whole jet suit thing, and then there was like a, um, a BMX bike going down ramps and all this stuff. And I hate to say it, but it kind of gave me the, the opening sequence of the Crew 2 vibes, where you're going from different uh, vehicles and, uh, you know, going from a plane and a boat and uh, a car and talking about, uh, you know, getting the uh, internet likes and having your avatar character, you know, like become a social media star. And it's like, come on, man. <laughs> it's like I'm a 51 year old man. I, I don't want to be no damn social media star. And I, you know, the gameplay elements going back and forth between the different uh, gameplay elements is just, it didn't seem like it's like, uh, you know, it's like a 
bunch of different elements it's like but not a master of one basically it's like jack of all trades you know and since it reminded me of the crew too it's like nah i'm not even gonna sniff near it even if it's five bucks on a clearance sale or something i'm not gonna mess with it so that's how 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 much i enjoyed it so (laughs) yeah he was all like i was very surprised at how quickly he deleted it I was just like, because usually Joe's like, hey, I'll give it a couple of, like, I'll give it a little bit of try or I'll do something. But, I, you know, he was, yeah. I was like, damn, I was not I'm expecting good. that. Uh, also, on, I've been getting back into Dragon Quest Eleven, so I played like about a couple hours of that. Actually got, you know, because I've been playing it sparingly, but I want to get back into it and uh, play a little bit more. It's a hundred hour game, so it's like... <laughs> I want to give my Series X some love too. And it looks wonderful on the Series X with the uh, auto HDR and whatnot. So, uh, but uh, you know, turn-based gameplay, of course, Dragon Quest. It's your typical RPG. I'm at the beginning elements. In fact, yeah, it's funny that I've been dabbling this game for a good couple months, and I saw like the opening story. Uh, sequence with the credits and everything finally rolling it's like damn i'm i've been really slow rolling through this damn thing that just to barely hit credits so and then last but not least i tried a couple of new demos on steam uh this was this weekend that just passed was bit summit it was the eighth bit summit if you're not familiar what bit summit is it's like an indie uh, showcase in Japan, and so it's like a Japanese indie uh, show where they get together and uh, show off uh, games and you know try to lift up indie creators in uh, Southeast Asia and specifically in Japan. And so um, they've had a feature on Steam, and so I wound up downloading a couple of demos. And one of the demos I tried was a game called Berserk Boy, and uh, it was actually pretty cool, pretty fun. Kind of had a Mega Man vibes to it a little bit, but a little bit more action on the gameplay than even Mega Man, and almost like, imagine Mega Man, but uh, maybe cross between uh, that and uh, Gunstar Heroes a little bit. And the art's pretty damn gorgeous, too, so I'm going to keep my eye on this a little bit more. uh, Berserk Boy, huh? Yeah, Berserk Boy, yeah. Sounds like you when you lose at fighting games. Yeah, something like that. Or how <laughs> it used to be, at least. So. <laughs> and also checked out this game called Hunt the Night on here. This Ooh. is a pixel art overhead, like action-adventure game. And uh, I love the art style. I think uh, everything's cool with it. It's obviously between 8 and 16-bit styled on there. You play as a... Uh, Vesper, which is a member of the Stalkers, and you're going back and forth between these shadow worlds and whatnot. Uh, and there's no roguelike elements to it. It's just a straight-up retro-style action-adventure game on there, but uh, the gameplay is a little bit of a challenge from what I've played. You know, I was dying a couple times just trying to get used to the gameplay elements, and so you got uh, a, like a sword similar to like you know old-school 16-bit Zelda, on top of aiming a gun uh, with a um, laser sight on there, kind of some shmup, like um, twin stick shooter elements to it as well on there. So, ah. so, and uh, I, I, what I played of it, I think is very good, and we'll have to see how this game shakes out on there. There's no release date for it as of yet, but uh, the demo is up before a limited time up on Steam on the Bit Summit page. So, 
And there's a couple other games I downloaded, but I haven't had a chance to try that. Maybe I'll talk about next week. There's one game that literally looks like a, uh, a homage to Star Fox on there. So it's like a uh, old school, like from the back, uh, space shooter a la Star Fox on there. Uh, so. I can't, that doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, it looked pretty damn cool to me too. So, so uh, I wish I had the name of the game I'm looking for it right now, but uh, I'll definitely let you guys know next week if I get a chance to fire it up. So, cool. And that's pretty much been me this week. I didn't have a lot, so best to get out of my comfort zone. So, it sounds like you have. Damn. Yeah. What you been playing, Des? Uh, well, we already talked about my game. Um, really, Aliens Fire Team uh, Elite. Um. I also did play the demo for Tales of Arise. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I was never really the biggest Tales fan, only because I I like I like controlling my characters. And so having them kind of run around uh, doing their own thing kind of every now and then is like, Ooh. but um, but I liked this one. I, I thought the, the gameplay was very smooth. Um, it seemed like they really refined the gameplay experience i have played a lot of them but again the main problem was that there's a lot of moving parts in the in the game and um there's just a lot of um oh what is it called um like how you how you're working with your characters and i know that you can default them to do certain actions but i never really got into that Although I loved doing that in Final Fantasy, I want to say fifth, no, uh, fourteen, I think it was, the one that kind of had the um, the thirteen because fourteen the MMO. Sorry, yeah. thirteen, uh, thirteen. Um, I liked that um, that gameplay. So I'm trying to think. Okay, well, I liked that gameplay and giving and actually setting them up and having them do what they're gonna do and then watch them and then you know. Uh, watch them do your uh, your commands and um, I was like okay well that's kind of what's happening here although there is an active component as you get to pick the character that you want to play so I was like okay so again I'm just trying to get out of my comfort zone and really uh, understand um, the gameplay I've played most of them uh, and then I'm just like okay let's see what this is like so um, I have I did enjoy what I've played. I need to go back to it um, because I didn't finish the demo, uh, but I need to go back to it. But um, it's prob- I'm probably going to get it because I haven't had a really good, a really good JRPG in a long time. So I'm thinking, you know, this might be the one to kind of, uh, uh, I guess, quench that thirst. Although I haven't played all of uh, the last Dragon Quest game. Um, I don't know something about that game. I want to play it, but um, I'm trying to get. I was trying to get into it. So, but we'll we'll see. Um, there's so many games that that I have the option to play. There's no shortage of games to play. So, uh, sure. which is actually a good thing and a bad thing. But um, um, what else? So the Bridge last two, game that. Man. I- yeah, the last game that I've been playing is Rage 2, and that was mostly on Kevin's, uh, what Kevin was talking about, because he was playing it and was really getting into it. And I have to say, it's 
not a bad game. Um, it does not take itself too seriously. It plays a lot like Borderlands. Uh, again, I don't like the first person view as much as I don't like it normally, but for some games, it is kind of, I'm kind of cool with it. What I like about this game is the gunplay. The gunplay is really, uh, really satisfying and really strong. I do think that a lot of the people are a bit too squishy. Um, and I know that they're wearing armor and you see armor fall off of them, but when you're riddling them with bullets, um, it's, it just seems kind of crazy that they have not, um, uh, died yet. <laughs> um, when you're hitting on point blank with the shotgun and you're just blowing off bits of their armor. So, um, so that was always something that seemed to be a little bit kind of crazy to me. Um, but other than that, I've just been really enjoying uh, the gameplay. The story is just kind of whatever. Um, you know, it, it it reminds me a lot of Bulletstorm, um, which I played and really enjoyed. Um, and I beat that in like an afternoon. So uh, this game definitely has a, a lot more legs uh, than that. But it's just it just plays like a lot of other other games. And that's not to say that it's good or bad. It's just um, it reminds me of Borderlands and Mad Max and um, and just other kind of like chaotic games. Uh, it's not as over top. It's not as over the top as uh, Borderlands, uh, and, and it has more systems than uh, Mad Max. But they're all kind of comparable, comparable in, in in my opinion. Um, but I've really, I've really enjoyed what I've been playing so far. So thanks, Kevin, for 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 mentioning this game because Ooh. I've I've really been enjoying what I've been playing. And you know, it's just one of those where everyone curses like a sailor, and <laughs> you know, and 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 you have mutants and all kinds of stuff. And just what character like, did you use? I used the I used the female character. Well, there's like a couple of them, is it? the the one with the ancient ar-15 or the one with the short sword and shield uh in uh rage 2 oh i'm sorry i th- i uh, I, w- I meant to ask you about uh uh the the rpg game that you played the demo for uh, oh i'm sorry I, I, yeah yeah i was the guy with the, i was still sorry, on I, that sorry about that <laughs> i played the guy i played the guy with the um uh, uh, with the bow staff. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. So I played him, and then I, uh, and then I tried the, um, the, um, no, no, just the bow staff. My next, my next playthrough, I'm gonna try it with the, um, I'm gonna try it with the, uh, the kung fu kid. Law. Yeah, law. Because you said the kung fu kid was really kind of cool, so I was like, I'm gonna try the yeah, kung like fu kid, and see, see how he does. Have you played because... Rage Two as of late, Kev? No. I am I, I haven't turned my Xbox on in a while. Oh, I'm playing. I'm funny. I'm playing it on. I'm playing mine on PS uh, PS4 or PS5. Sorry, that's that's the one I'm playing it on. But um, but it's been fun. I have been enjoying the crap out of it. So, um, so if you haven't played it, and it's, I think it's like. But I made a mistake though because I didn't. Um, I didn't. I bought it. Uh, the the normal one, the normal game, and it was like eleven bucks. But there was, uh, you could have got the like collector's edition with like extra shit and extra, um, 
what was it? Uh, an extra like uh, DLC or something for like three bucks more. So I was like, ah. So I was kind of pooped about that, but but again, it's kinda, it sucks the way they have the DLC set because you have to buy the rage points, I guess, or whatever the hell it is, the currency to that is be correct. able to buy the DLC, which sucks. <laughs> yeah. So so if I wanted the extra stuff, it's cheaper just to buy the rebuy the game, you know, for fourteen dollars you know, with the extra stuff that actually spend the quote unquote rage points. Cause I don't really want to do that. So, but we'll see. But, um, but yeah, that's really what I've been playing. Uh, Kev, what have you been playing, buddy? So I've been playing, uh, aliens just like the other two, the other, the, the U2, around the other two. <laughs> I've also been playing final fantasy seven remake, enjoying that game. Uh, Air, I'm teamed up with Aerith. She hasn't joined the squad yet, but uh, I'm on my way with her back to Sector Seven of Midgar. And it, this game has just been absolutely amazing. I've, I mean, I've, I've gushed on and on about Final Fantasy VII Remake. It, 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 it it's just, it's just fantastic, absolutely fantastic. I am glad that I waited. Play Scarlet Nexus, and I'm at a point with Scarlet Nexus where, because I was talking talking to Damon about the game yesterday or last night rather, and the game changes the rules of the combat at the point of the game where I'm at right now. I'm, I just beat a boss, and I don't like it. Oh. I don't like the fact that it has changed the the rules of combat. When I say that, what I'm saying is that every boss that I've fought up until this point operates within the with the exception of when you fight your counterpart. Because when you first start the game, you start the game playing as Yuto or Kasame. The Kasame is the the female um, uh, with the female your female counterpart. When you fight her and her team, the rules kind of change because you really can't fight her the way you fight everything else in the game. I can sort of understand why they did that, but this particular boss, its moveset is there's almost no breaks between its most powerful moves. Like, mm. so, like, with every other boss, there is. They may have multiple multiple moves, but there's going to be a t- there is enough space between its attacks for you to move in and land your hits. Now you can do your your there you can't block. You have to do an uh, a defensive dodge like a like a like a just dodge move. When you do that, the game goes into like this slow motion, and then you can either hit your melee attack button. Or your uh, um, uh, telekinesis attack button, and do an, an extra hard shot with that. The problem is, is that this game passes itself off as a twitch third-person action game, meaning that it's like like when you think Devil May Cry, uh, Dante can cancel any move that he does into a defensive move. Like, he doesn't have to wait for the animation to be complete. In this game, you do have to wait for the animation to be complete if you're going to do the 
uh, dodge and not get hit when you're in range of certain uh, attacks, particularly when you're dealing with bosses. And this, the boss that I just beat breaks that rule set because it can do multiple attacks. And it's like, okay, let me go in and get my hit. I hit him like a couple of times and he's already doing his next attack. And because I have to complete my last, the the last animation, the animations for the last move that I, when I do, I can't do my dodge. I can't do my, my, my just dodge move, which is critical for landing, for breaking down um, your KO, bringing down the KO meter of bosses in particular. So I'm constantly getting hit and it's like, well, if you're going to change the, the rules of combat to from what it's been to now, it, it I, I think that's a cheap way of amping up the difficulty. And I would imagine that some people, uh, like I was talking to Damon, and he was noticing that, because I noticed it was starting to change even before I got to this boss, but he noticed... Uh, he really wasn't digging the story that uh, the and I have to agree with him. The story is way over convoluted now. Mm. A, a beat em up doesn't need this convoluted story. It just doesn't. It, it it's kind of hard to follow the this this line of intrigue and even though I understand what's fully going on in the game, the story is not all that great. The combat is still fun. I'm going to finish the game, but I had what had really what started out as being a game that was probably going to stay in my library for good. I think once I finish this game, it's going to be traded back because. Oh wow! Yeah, it's like some of those things that I noticed early on in the game, particularly around the combat, is now after fighting this boss and moving forward the game changes the rules and because i'm a i'm a beat em up snob i i just can't overlook that it, it's i think this game could have been so much better and i think the part of the reason that this game got better got the re reviews that it did I think it's because most people didn't, most of the reviewers didn't finish the game. I, I, I'm mm. convinced that most of the reviewers didn't finish the game. Uh, they either put it on easy and finished it up that way just to get through it, or they did not play enough of the game to get to where I am. And, you know, I, it, because this game is so long, a beat em up shouldn't be this long. It, it, it's way too padded. This game is way too padded. Um, I just wish that they had stu stuck with the rules established in the early on in the game and maintained that. I wouldn't have had a, I wouldn't had a problem with the combat, but an an un unimpressive story, a convoluted story. Uh, these weaknesses that I'm seeing in the rules of combat now, and, and the game is just not. It's not what I'd really hoped it was going to be, so mm -hmm. it's going to go back. That's disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it is because I really want I really wanted to like this game, and I did like the game, 
up until the point where I am now, where I felt things kind of take a turn for the worse. But I'll tell you what game that didn't ta- hasn't taken a turn for the worse, at least not yet. And that's No More Heroes 3. Um, I'm probably, I'm, how far am I? I've taken down two bosses. Uh, so I'm number nine on the intergalactic uh, hitman list. Mm. Uh, this game is bat crap crazy. It is like God hand level insane. Uh, some of the stuff that you do and the combat is very good. The, what I, I do see the, I understand why some people didn't like the, or feel that the switch uh, is underpowered, but that only comes through, at least in my gameplay in the cutscenes. the cut scenes are a little bit janky, but the action sequences are, I'm not having any kind of hiccups in them whatsoever. And the action in this game is just so impactful. And <laughs> you have the the move set that Travis has is just it it's just it's like uh, you really get it really you really get uh, that impact uh, in in the melee combat. It's absolutely fantastic. You're cutting dudes in half, decapitating enemies. Um, I mean, these are aliens, so and and there's like this uh, virtual reality aspect to it, with some of the enemies they they bleed, but they bleed uh, uh, voxel blood. <laughs> kind of, so as you're slashing stuff, you see all these. Uh, uh, you're making all these cuts, and and these enemies are bleeding in in digital blocks, <laughs> almost like if. Uh, <laughs> If uh, what's that game where where you use the blocks where it um, uh, by Mojang that everybody all the kids are in in love with? Oh, uh, you create these Roblox. worlds. Uh, no, it's you create these worlds. Um, uh, dang, I can't. It, it, it's the it's the one that uh, Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft. It's as if Minecraft became bloody, and oh. all those little. When you you take somebody out, all these little square blocks of blood will be spewing out from everything. It's very it it, it, it's you kind of sort of have to see it because I'm not describing I'm not doing it justice for the with the art style. Uh, A lot of uh, politically incorrect characters. (laughs) Let me put it that way. Both on the the enemies that you fight and the people that are kind of on your team, uh, but it's all tied into a very grindhouse humor, and it's just absolutely amazing. It, uh, no more heroes three is going to be in my my game of the year. It it, it it's not even in a discussion. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna have one of those three spots for sure. It, if things wow. don't change, if things don't change by the time I finish the game, it's gonna be in one. Of, it's gonna be in my top three of the year for sure. I. This game is amazing. Uh, so I. I cannot. At least at this point, uh, I. I. 
I thought I had it. I had a good, <laughs> a good uh, lock on uh, Scarlet Nexus, but I don't think this game is nearly as long. Um, but the combat, the characters, the writing, the story, none of it makes any sense because <laughs> it's no more heroes, and no more heroes has never made any sense. It's it's like God Hand. It, you know, it's it, bizarre. You know, you're 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 suplexing dudes and crushing their heads, and they turn into this digitized mush. Absolutely bat crap crazy, but it's fantastic. I I am having so much fun with No More No More Heroes Three. It, it's freaking amazing. So <laughs> that awesome. Yeah, yeah. I I cannot recommend this game any higher. If you like beat 'em ups uh, and I would say it probably of benefit. It's beneficial if you've played the first two games because there are characters in three that you'll probably not know who they are. I've played some of one. I never went back and finished it. I have one and two on PC. Never played two, so I'm kind of jumping into this and I'm not really knowing who some of these players are or characters are, but. Even still, even if you don't want to go back and play and play through one and two, three, just play three. It, it, it's still worth it, huh? Yeah, as long as you as long as you know who Travis touched down, you his uh, anti-hero swag. <laughs> as long as you get that, uh, this game is just freaking amazing. So. Like I said, I can't say I can't say much more. Uh, any 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 more glowing accolades about No More Heroes Three. So that's what I have been playing this past week. And with that, we are going to move on to the next topic on our docket, and that's going to be the main event. So, Des, you got the mic, man. All righty, everybody. So first and foremost, I want to always say thank you to everyone who participates in our main event. We do this because we want to hear from um, from our listeners, and we ask these questions every every show. If you have a main if if you have a main event question that you would like to ask our listeners, or if you want to be on the show to answer one of these questions, uh, at the end of the show, uh, Kevin will be sharing with you uh, our contact information. That way, you can contact us. And let us know uh, your thoughts and and your questions and all that other good stuff. So the first, uh, so the question that we have is, uh, what is your favorite video game art style? Pixel art, photorealistic, three D, two D, isometric, cel shaded, etc. And what game uh, did that style the best? Let us know uh, what your favorite is and uh, which game did the best, and we will discuss it in our next episode. So we got some people uh, responding. Uh, Fred French, uh, your friend and mine, Mr. Mustard, uh, Fred French 2017 on Twitter says, got to go with Cell Shaded. Uh, what I wouldn't give to have Wind Waker remastered. Not sure about the about the art style on Paper Mario, The, the Thousand Year Door, or The, or the Origami King. Uh, two great games also. Uh, Crucial Chase on Discord on our Discord says, I don't really have a favorite per se, but I do think the ones that can make a normally flat or unimpressive art style to gorgeous is lighting. 
You can have polygonal shapes with great atmospheric lighting and it looks jaw dropping. This is actually true. You know, um, this stuff, I mean, it is a 2D. Uh, whenever we play video games, we're looking at a 2D space. And uh, through shading and lighting, we get the depth of, of the, the, the video or the game that we're playing. So that's a really good, uh, uh, really good thing to, to mention about this is because, you know, the amount of shading and depth can, can create that depth to make a flat, a flat item look three-dimensional. So, and then um, uh, Dahmer, <laughs> Dahmer on Twitter says, fell in love with cell shading with Jet Set Radio. Uh, yes, yes, I have to admit, uh, uh, Jet Set Radio, uh, Space Channel 5, uh, all of those sort of uh, dancing um, sort of, uh, cell shading. I remember when cell shading was like just the bee's knees, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, it's so great!" Oh, you know, um, I really, um, I really remember those uh, with fond memories. But uh, Joe, uh, what is your uh, favorite uh, video game art style, and what game did it? Uh, what game did it the best? It's kind of hard for me to try to pinpoint like one game or one art style, but uh, thinking about it, I kind of have a like a, a fondness towards like early 3D games and specifically uh, the way the game, uh, the graphics looked on the Sega Saturn on here because i had to think it's mm. like you know what did you think was gorgeous you know obviously a lot of people look back towards 16-bit and genesis and uh snes on there specifically but just thinking about especially sonic team and what they did with both the saturn and also uh the kind of continue with the dreamcast what sega did and between like the um graphical style of the panzer dragoon series thinking about like knights and burning rangers I'm, I'm more thinking not necessarily of a particular graphical style but just a particular type of uh, graphic and art design uh with those particular titles and you you know when you think about it when you think about you know jet set radio i just it kind of made me think okay this was like just Dreamcast, VGA, VGA adapter was everything, you know, having Sonic Adventure and the art style on that. Uh, Power Stone was a particular game from Capcom and beat em up, but that game just like oozed um, like, you know, a certain style to it as well on there, uh, you know, and, you know, Sonic Team, especially with the, the, trifecta of knights burning rangers and then uh, fantasy star online pretty much i mean that that's that's the type of uh, graphical style i like on there just like you know nothing 3d but not hyper realistic 3d but more of a, a 3d that has a particular style and a panache to it if you throw that word out there so panache look at you with your yeah. with your awesome five dollar words <laughs> Four ninety nine. Uh, oh, look at that! He's he's giving these words at a discount, folks. So if you're listening, uh, Kev, what is a uh, what is a um, a style that you've liked? So I had to think about this question. I think it depends on the game. Um, mm -hmm. 
if I if we're talking 2D fighters, I'm going to say the raster graphics style. Um, for the, so let, let's take the Street Fighter series for example. Yeah. Street Fighter Two, uh, all the variances of Street Fighter from since the original yes. Street Fighter Two came out. Yes. When I think of 2D fighters, I default automatically to that. When you move into Third Strike, it I think Street Fighter never looked better. You know, with, with, when it uh, during with the three the Third Strike iterations of that game, I don't like what they've done since street fighter well from street fighter 4 onwards street fighter 4 and 5 i don't like that art style all those characters look like stuffed marionettes and hmm. i just i just can't get i can't i can't i can't get into that art style at all they they all look like they're they're stuffed animals you know like they're they're i <laughs> Five is uh, <laughs> five is a is better than four art 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 direction wise, but man, it, it, I just can't I, I I can't do it. I, I just cannot do it. It looks like they're they're all stuffed, like like stu- like like those uh, stuffed creatures and animals and people that you get at the at the at. The county fair. It, it, I I just can't get ready for that. So from keeping with fighting games, the style that I'm in love with right now is what Arxis Works is doing. They've got they've they've been able to duplicate hand drawn cells over 3D models in a 2D plane. Perfect examples of that. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Perfect examples of that. Um, the uh, um, oh guys, the 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 it's that mid high fantasy medieval two D fighter that they did. I, I can't I can't remember the name. Grand of Blue it. Fantasy. Yeah. Grand Blue Fantasy. Okay. Um, another example is their upcoming uh, Melty Blood uh, sequel. Those games look absolutely amazing and they're they're cell shaded but they're over 3d models and in my opinion it should it should be against the law for anyone other than arxis works to do art for a 2d fighting game Mm. they're they're the kings i would love to see a street fighter designed artistically by them i don't think that would ever happen maybe it could (laughs) but they, they, the, those guys have that cell. And another example of what a beautiful game is the, their, the newest Guilty Gear. Absolutely jaw dropping. Absolutely jaw dropping when it comes to the uh, artistic style. I mean, they, those guys are the kings of art design. Um, the new King of Fighters, King of Fighters 15. I didn't think I was going to like it, but I kind of sort of do. They they do the um they they're doing this art design right. I mean, there's they're using 3D models. I would still I will die on that hill saying that raster and hand-drawn 
or the combination of hand-drawn and 3D models that Arxis does are is the best. But the design methods that they're using with this new King of Fighters 15 are good. They're good. A lot better than 14. 13 uh, was really good. 13 was amazing. 13 was amazing. That art style in 13 is the best that King of Fighters has ever looked. But And that was hand-drawn. We're not going to see that hard. I don't think we're ever going to see that art style out of an SNK fighting game ever again, though. Um, Probably not. It was too too labor intensive to do, and I don't think they made the money on that game that they that they would have wanted to to make it worth the while. Unfortunately, and it's it's probably the best looking SNK game. Uh, a recent SNK game fighting game out right now is 13 is absolutely phenomenal um moving on to say like your third third person action adventures i think it just i think it just depends if you're talking about naughty dog and the work that they that they've been able to do with their uh as real as life uh implementations that they they've been doing since the playstation 3 um if you're talking about uh, like, like Sucker Punch has done with uh, uh, what they've done with um, was it uh, Ratchet is it Ratchet and Clank was that Sucker Punch no Insomniac that was Insomniac Insomniac did with uh, Ratchet and Clank a it looks like a Pixar movie yeah um, absolutely phenomenal what they've done. Uh, kind of like a mix between realism and um, kind of like some cartoons, a little bit cartoony, almost like a uh, a high-level comic book, almost. Uh, we, I'd have to go with uh, Guerrilla Games and what they did with the Horizon Zero Dawn. The way the implementation of those Zoids, that's what I call them, because that's what they look like to me. Um, absolutely, absolutely amazing. The the level of detail on A on Aloy as you get new equipment, new gear, uh, up change your weapon loadout. I mean, all of that stuff changes on her. And the the it, it now is it dead on dead on realism. In comparison to something like what Naughty Dog uh, does with Last of Us, I'd have to say no. But it's it, it it's still amazing in its in its own right. Uh, you know the and that art style that they implemented, uh, that engine that they implemented. When you're dismantling these things in combat, like it, you you almost feel like you're deriving them the the level of of detail that they're able to get as your particularly your um your slingshot and those explosive rounds that you utilize with your slingshot you see the armor just bursting off of these things it, it's it's absolutely amazing so it kind of sort of depends i i think it, for me it de it depends on the game yeah it really does depend on the game and what and the the aesthetic or atmosphere that the developer is going for. Um, 
and I'll, I'll mention one more um, in the realism space. I'll say that grid, the grid series, I think is probably the, one of the better looking racing games out there. Uh, a lot of folks would probably disagree with me on that, but there is their art style that's in grid is realistic, but it's gritty because you're you're you're, it, you're, you're touching paint, you're banging into other cars, and it is it, it's very it's a very gritty art style. It's very gritty, particularly in two when you're going around turns and you're seeing your uh, whatever vehicle you're driving, collecting dust. I play, I have grid two on PC. And when you turn everything to the max and all the effects up to up, up to ultra, as you're going around turns and you're, and you're trading paint with, with your opponents in these hairpin turns and smashing and banging around, it, while other racing games may be better uh, the cars are maybe uh, depicted uh, more realistically. The grid captures the grit of maybe like no no holds barred. I guess you could say unrealistic racing because uh, uh-huh. you're probably not going to see a Mack truck on the same on the same track as a as a Formula One racer. I mean, <laughs> you're probably just not, not. going to see that. And that that's what they're doing in Grid Three, which I'm I'm doing backflips over i can't wait to play that game but grid has a very gritty art style that it just looks like once you finish a race it looks like you've been through something uh, then i don't think that any other racing games at least that i have played uh, again i'm leaving uh sims completely out of the equation because i don't i don't play sim games uh, at least the ones that i have played it grid captures the grittiness of racing like no other title does right uh on the market right now so that would be my response cool um so for me it's really i like really classical very smooth uh pixel art i am a pixel pixel art junkie i love it i think if you're able to get a very smooth um a smooth like uh um uh dead cells kind of kind of look it just looks great when when you're able to animate them with the whole breathing and the slow the slow movement and i just really am a fan of um of classic uh pixel art and i can't really say classic because the pixel art nowadays is uh is a lot smoother and it's not like you know traditional pixel art was kind of was kind of rough around the edges so let's i mean let's be completely honest you know it was kind of rough around the edges but uh but for me that's that's kind of what it 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 was kind of something that that always always made me feel like ooh, this is really good and then um uh the last one would definitely have to be uh very um smooth animated uh kind of uh kind of looking um uh sort of like what uh what uh nino kuni 
uh, look look like. You know, the the very the, the very charming, cutesy, uh, anim- animation uh, where they blend animation with uh, with gaming. Um, I, I really enjoy the way that that looks when it's when it's um, together um, and you're able to play that. Um, so that's I, I where that attracted you to Baldo, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that game is, that game is weird. Um, o- only because of the gameplay, like the gameplay is just like that game is hard. Um, it looks cute, but it is hard as hell. I'm like, Ooh. And I don't know if that's by design or if it's just something that they did wrong with it, but it just, it, it, that game is rough, but um, but that's, I mean, that's really for me, like, I am a sucker for, for, for very pretty, um, just really, uh, gorgeous, uh, pixel art. I, I don't know what it is about it, this classic pixel art just looks fantastic. Um, one of the games that I really enjoyed that had that style was the, uh, uh, um, uh, Mega Man, um, what was that? The... The series on the Game Boy, uh, where they were in the cyber world, Mega Man EX. Not EX. Was it EX? Are you talking about that? Uh, the Mega Man um, ZX? Or are you talking about the um, Mega Man Battle Network games? Battle Network games. Those games. Yeah. Those games, for whatever reason, just look great. Um, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know why. It's like there's nothing super, like, um, there was nothing super like pulling it i don't know it's just something about pixel art graphics and a and a really clean pixel art um rpg is just fantastic for me you know i, I don't know why it's just you know maybe i just like classics like that but, but yeah. they really, that really sticks out for me it depends on the artist and the way to implement the style i'm not a style of taking a uh like a 2D game and putting like 3D models on the top of it. I mean, unless it's done well, like Nintendo with the Super Mario uh, Galaxy, and then obviously with Odyssey has done a, a really good yeah. job. You know, with... But 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 another one was Octopath Traveler though, because that that was a that was like like 2D and 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 3D kind of mixed together. But but that was still uh, by and large pixel pixel art, you know. Yeah, and I thought what they did with that just looked was just like looked really really striking uh yeah. to me um and and i loved and i loved the old uh uh, uh what is it attack um tactics games um final fantasy tactics and the way those games kind of kind of look with the with the with the kind of chibi uh chibi sprites yeah that and what uh tactics ogre i think so yeah that that was another one really really good you know and you just don't see games like that anymore. Um, not that's a good or a bad thing. It's just you know games evolve and people evolve and our styles evolve. But um, and just to piggyback on what Kevin was saying, a lot of those classic um, X Men versus Street Fighter, like those graphics were fantastic. You know mm. those two D, those two D graphics were just like I remember just falling in love seeing those and wishing wishing those guys. You know, the art design, yeah. the raster sprites is like like lifted straight out of the comic book. Yep, and I just thought it was, and just, just to see them moving together and just, it just looked great, like really, really fantastic, fantastic stuff. 
So yeah. another one that I really liked was like Vanillaware and like what they yep. did with Dragon's Crown, that it looks like you were playing like a Conan the Barbarian graphics novel. Yep. Just a lot of animation, a lot of frames per action, but and that uh, that art style was just very very beautiful. I mean, it's, it's they the, it, Vanillaware has a has a way of doing 2D that I don't think I think is becoming I, I think it's becoming less and less of a thing now, and I'm kind of sad to see that their their interpretation of two in 2D art in the gaming space is it's just very good. It's that they they capture that high fantasy. Uh, kind of like Dungeons and Dragons meets Conan meets uh, the record of Lo- Lotus War. It, you know, really well. They capture that stuff really well. Of course, their designs are not considered politically correct anymore. So I don't know if we'll see, uh, we'll see any of that. But uh, yeah, I, I've, I would... I've, Definitely one of some of the the some of the best art I've seen in a game has come out of, from Vanilla Vanilla's work. Uh, definitely agree. I got a couple uh, more real quick. Sure. Uh, sorry for doing well, seconds, but uh, no, you definitely. know, I, get your feeling. I have to give mention to late '90s SNK, especially with the King of Fighters team, uh, Samurai Showdown, of course, and uh, of course see the Chef Kiss and the. Whipped cream and cherry on top with the Metal Slug series from Nazca on there. So, I mean, pretty much uh, that is kind of a high bar uh, with Neo Geo, you know, even, you know, going towards like, you know, Real Bout Fatal Fury Special, Real Bout 2, um, and then, of course, uh, Garo Mark of the Wolves to kind of cap things off there. And then as far as art style and art direction, I don't think there's a game in that kind of watercolor cel-shaded style that could top Akami, the first Akami on PlayStation 2 on there. That game had enough style oozing out <laughs> the side of it with the whole watercolor technique and the art style and everything that, that's timeless. And I'm glad that uh, Capcom has seen fit to let that game live on with uh, future like releases of that game, even though... Um, the creators left Capcom, dissolved Clover, and became Platinum, basically. So, so, but that game is very timeless, and you know, I, I still rock. Mo- I have multiple uh, Akami T-shirts in my possession, just because that whole like that one game just was just impeccable as far as the art style and the art design in that game. So, 100% agree. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for taking the time. Uh, anyone else have any last words before we move on? No, not me. All right, cool. Joe, I know you take seconds. Yeah. You want thirds, buddy? No, no <laughs> thirds. I, I said my piece. So. All right. I know you're a hungry child. So. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, like somebody's black grandma. <laughs> you hungry, baby? You want some <laughs> anyway. Uh, having said that, thank you so much for uh, for everyone who, who participated uh, and who always participates in our um, in our main events. So this main event is going. To, the next question for the main event is is going to take us back because I uh, was thinking about this. We were um, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about uh, gaming peripherals and and 
and the drums uh, that come with a couple of the oh, like symbol. What is it? Samba de Mayo. Samba de Amigo. Yeah, Amigo. And so I was just thinking about this, and I thought, okay, the next question is going to be, and please think think hard. So I think this is a really fun a fun question. What is your favorite rhythm game uh, uh, that that you that you've played? And it could be Pa Rappa the Rapper. It could be a Dance Dance Revolution. It could be something as uh, trivia, Guitar Hero, whatever. But what is what are what is your best you know rhythmic uh, game that has some kind of uh, what is it Puyo uh, uh, there's, there's a one that Pom- Pompino or whatever it was called that came out for the PSP that's Panapon. one of my yeah Panapon that was one of my favorites so but yeah I, th- I thought that'd be a really fun question um, because again there are a whole bunch of different genres out there for, for video game lovers so I really wanted to ask like what is your favorite um musical game or or rhythm based game i know joe had a ton when we were younger um and we used to beat the crap out of with the taiko drums and all that so so i i'm really interested to hear people's uh thoughts about that so um so that's the question um and again as always at the end of the show kevin will tell you how you can uh respond or be on the show and and all this other really good uh stuff in our contact section so uh that's it for me in the main event i'm gonna throw it back over to kevin all right well thanks for that des so our next topic on the docket is gonna be the news so turning the mic over to you trader joe all right good deal so uh first thing i want to talk about has kind of been the uh talking main talking point this week in in gaming uh had to do with sony's announcement uh for horizon forbidden west on there so they announced that the pre-orders have gone live as of september the second which was uh this past thursday on there and then of course you know they had announced a number of different options including a um couple of special editions on here and the big deal and the big crux of the discussion had to do with the fact that um, at the time, which we'll get to in a second, uh, only the um, digital deluxe and then the regalia and then also the collector's edition um, entitled you to have both PS4 and PS5 versions of the game on there so if you happen to buy a regular off-the-shelf ps4 standard edition or a special edition with steelbook on there uh that you did not have a way to upgrade your game uh to the ps5 version on here you know and there was a lot of uh huff and puff on the interwebs uh from uh, various corners of the globe including of course, PlayStation fans disappointed the fact that they can't find the PS5 and they want to play Horizon Forbidden West when it releases and still have an option to play the PS5 version once they get and locate a PS5. And so on that, also, there was a lot of kerfuffle uh, from certain accounts 
that had green X's on their avatars or whatnot, uh, talking about smart delivery, talking about, you know, um, PlayStation, power to the payers, you know, all this bullshit <laughs> that we're, we're kind of uh, given the fact. Uh, of course, uh, you saw a Horizon Forbidden West um, like graphic design with a, a paid delivery icon beside it. So, <laughs> And so there's a lot of uh, heat on there. The heat had to kind of do with the fact that Sony did previously state that uh, their launch titles, which Horizon Forbidden West was included at the time, a launch title was going to have a free upgrade path. And a lot of people were going into that saying PlayStation are a bunch of liars and backstabbers and all this other <laughs> business on backstabbers. there. Backstabbers. Yes. Lying in your face. Take your place. You got it, man. So, yeah, That's there was drama. a ton, ton of heat overs. Defending the poor people that want to play Horizon Forbidden West but can't find a PS5 on their their dilemma regarding their upgrade path and to be able to obviously get entitled to this game for free because of the fact that it, uh, you know, backstab us. Yes. So, but on Saturday, Sony did come out after the fact and backtracked and said they apologized for the confusion regarding the matter. In fact, let me go right to their exact quote, and I'll be able to kind of read, because the uh, exact quote on the PlayStation blog was written by Jim Ryan. Jim Ryan, you know, whoever decided to uh, uh, write this, they signed off uh, from Jim Ryan. says, Thursday was to be a celebration of Horizon Forbidden West and the amazing team at Gorilla working to deliver on the February 18th, 2022 date. However, it's abundantly clear that the offerings we confirmed in our pre-order kickoff missed the mark. Last year, we made a commitment to deliver free upgrades for our cross-gen launch titles, which included Horizon Forbidden West, while the pandemic, pandemic profound impact push Forbidden West out of the launch window we initially envisioned. We will stand by our offer. Players who purchase Horizon Forbidden West on PS4 will be able to upgrade to the PS5 version for free. I also want to confirm today that moving forward, PlayStation first-party exclusive cross-gen titles uh, newly releasing on PS4, PS5, both digital and physical, will offer a $10 digital upgrade option from PS4 to PS5. This will apply to the next God of War and Gran Turismo 7 and any other cross Exclusive cross-gen PS4, PS5 titles published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. So, uh, signed off by Jim Ryan on there. So, you know, a lot of people on the internet, including people that have Xbox avatars that don't give a flying rat's ass about PlayStation, who are celebrating for some reason, saying, hey, the consumers won, you know, and there was even some further... Uh, pushing on certain forums, including Resetera, saying that, you know, we're still going to try to stick it to them. We need to fight until uh, that the PS4 and PS5 versions of said games are the same price, that we shouldn't even have to pay a $10 surcharge <laughs> uh, to be able to play uh, these cross-gen titles, you know, kind of like how it is on Xbox. So. And so, lo and behold, you know, uh, 
everyone got the you know win in this dilemma this internet drama on here of course i was in the thick of it going like you know hey you know i'm obviously i'm not affected because i already own a ps5 but guess what people if you don't own a ps5 and want to play horizon on the ps5 guess what you had an option to wait <laughs> until you bought a ps5 on here so it's just uh you know, we talk about dual entitlement was the name of the benefit, and that just sounds that's like appropriate. To me. That it's is appropriate. so appropriate. Appropriate with the gamers out there, you know. These cats feel entitled to damn near everything. You know, it's not like the Sony is not a corporation trying to fund the exact game that they uh, spent hundreds of millions of dollars to, you know, obviously produce <laughs> and to be able to pay for that. You just want everything on your plate <laughs> for free you know it's like you, you like you're rolling up there with a with a coupon or something that says i i want i want both versions <laughs> for free <laughs> you know if i buy one version i should get the other one for free <laughs> so it's like <laughs> for free you know and we were kind of discussing this too as far as certain publishers uh you know 2k ain't about the habit you know if you want nba 2k whatever <laughs> on both ps4 and ps5 you had to buy the hundred dollar collector's edition you, there was no no soup for you on there of course and uh, other uh, publishers like ea offered like a limited window where you had to pay a certain monetary amount and you know i look at it as i just each game i have to look at the upgrade path and decide on my own make my own purchasing decision make my own informed decision i'm not expecting these corporations to just you know give give me all the options for free and i don't know if you any of your listeners out there of course you know xbox has touted smart delivery uh there not every uh xbox title has smart delivery enabled that's an option for the publisher to make that decision and it just depends on how they decide a lot of people were barking back saying why are sony first party games 70 bucks now that they want them for less than the 70 bucks so so i'm gonna kick it over to you kev for a little bit just to talk about this but there's a whole gambit of things to kind of go back and forth on this discussion a little bit so this is this this is called being a gamer in 2021. I can't be expected to make informed purchasing decisions. I have to have a path laid out for me because I can't think for myself. I do not understand this. I do not get this. And it's like, okay, well, if they said, well, this was for our, you know, the, the, the upgrade path for launch games. Horizon Forbidden West is not a launch title. It was announced as a launch title, but it didn't, it didn't make it. It got delayed. So in my mind, that automatically takes it out of that, of, of, of that promise that they made that, that our launch titles will give to have the free upgrade path from PS4 to PS5. If the game didn't launch in time in time for the system launch, then it's not part of that. It's not it's not part of that discussion. I mean, that's just the way I look at it. I mean, would you rather have a half-assed Horizon Zero Dawn sequel, or would you rather have the game that you want 
but it just didn't come out when you were hoping it for it to come out. And because of that, they decide to go with this up with this upgrade path. Look, you buy the game for the console you either have or are trying to get in the near future. This is this is the way this is the way it's always been. I did I, I don't recall when the 16-bit SNES came out. I don't recall being mad that I could no longer play my uh uh my my copies of uh any 8-bit Nintendo game that well, why, how come I can't play uh, Urban Champion no more? How come I how come I can't play Super Mario Brothers? Where's my upgrade path? You know, you mean I, they're going to give me sequels to these games? I got to buy them all over again? I don't under, I don't I don't understand these so-called gamers in 2021, man. And maybe it's because of my generation. I'm a generation X person. You know, you just you either you either you got to make some freaking decisions. Gaming is expensive, okay? Gaming is expensive, particularly now when we're looking at hundreds of millions of dollars for a budget, not even including marketing. And people deserve to get paid for their work. Now, me as a consumer, I have to make that decision if that work is worth me opening up my wallet. If it is, and I have the disposable income, guess what? I'm going to have to pony up no pun intended, and pay that money to get what it is that I want. But now, man, we know I'm entitled. I, I'm supposed to get, I'm supposed to get both versions. I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to get games for free because I'm subscribed to a service. It's like, I don't, I don't understand this shit. I'm a, and I, you know, I just don't, I don't get it. If I have a PlayStation 4, and I'm actively trying to get a PlayStation 5 right now, guess what? I can wait until I can get a hold of a PS5 before I, I go out and purchase Horizon Forbidden West. It's not going to change my experience. It's how not. Many, how many people are going to play the PS4 version of Horizon Forbidden West and then play the same game on PS5 as a second playthrough? I mean, give me a freaking break i have no idea i have no idea i i don't know uh (laughs) immediately after you know here's and and, you know another thing you can say well these people are actively trying to, to find a console that that they can't get a hold of guess what i it's it was like i i can remember people uh going to multiple stores trying to find a PlayStation 2. I can I can remember going people going to multiple stores trying to find a Dreamcast. I can I can remember all these different things and I don't remember anybody saying, well, uh 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 because I can't I can't I can't get I, because I can't get the uh uh the bouncer I want to get the bouncer. I mean, and that was a crash, crappy game, but that's just the first PS2 game that came to my mind for a launch. Uh, because I can't get the I can't get a PS2 
then I need to have a PlayStation 1 version of the bouncer because I I, I don't want to feel left out. I, I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. You buy the yeah, game either. for the console you have. And but and here's another thing. Here's another thing that nobody's talking about. Do you know that there are PlayStation 4 owners that are not actively looking for a PlayStation 5 right now? As hard as that is to believe, that there are some people that like to ride the generation out completely before they move on to the next. So those people... We're going to buy the PlayStation 4 version of Horizon Forbidden West once it was announced because they're not looking to upgrade because they feel that the PS4 has, has more to offer, has still has stuff to offer them, and they're not actively looking for a PS. I know that's hard to believe. Believe it or not, I know a couple. My eldest nephew is perfectly happy with his PS4. He's not actively looking for a PlayStation 5 right now, even though it's not an issue for him to buy one. Why? Because he wants to get the most out of this generation. So I know if he's doing it, there's more people doing it. Buy the damn game for the damn console you either have or plan to get. I'm sick of y'all bitching. I love the fact that on Twitter, too, it's like half half the uh, accounts I've seen complaining about this. It almost seems like um, we talk about Russian bots out there with the election. It almost seems like there's like a literal X bot, like, like fam, like we got you know, Spencer bots. Yeah, it's serious. Wow. It's like you, you see really? like generic, like Xbox avatars with a bunch of numbers behind it and just talking the same ish. <laughs> and even so, even if they're true life people, I, I love the fact that they're like using pictures of uh, Todd Howard from Bethesda with uh, like logo saying it just works. You know, think about the, all the users that bought Fallout 76. It just works. Give me a effing break. A trash ass game. <laughs> Sorry, Gerald. <laughs> so i just i love the ironic and just all the like a, a, usual xbox folk you know what do you think about sony and this horizon forbidden west thing uh, what's your opinion and of course you know uh, random like you know gifts of smart delivery it just works buy one version get both versions for free you know and all this and all that i mean granted i know that uh, smart delivery is in of itself, by itself, um, design better than trying to figure out, okay, does my save transfer over from the PS4 to PS5 version, blah, blah, blah. But guess what? I'm at the point where, you know, if I want the PS5 version, I'm going to buy the PS5 version. You know, if it's a game that I bought a couple of years ago that I'm looking to maybe play on the PS5 or I have a, a better experience on the PS5, I welcome that too. I know, but, uh, you know, it's like, yeah, I just hate for this to be used as a talking point. And even people um, bitching and moaning about the $10 upgrade path. The $10 upgrade path is perfectly fine. It's like, do you have you guys have any sort of qu- uh, questions about the $10 upgrade path from this point forward? At least uh, they've laid all their cards on the table and no one has a reason to bitch, even though you know that everyone's oh, going to bitch anyway. People are going to bitch anyway. But you know what? I will say this. I will say this. For the for the for the for the Pony Brigade, they saw they heard something that they didn't like. They didn't just roll over for it. I will give them this much. I believe it was stupid. 
I don't. I believe you should just buy the game for the console you have, or the or wait for, until you can get it for the console you want. But they didn't just roll over. I'll give them that much. Pony ponies see something that they don't that they don't like. They speak out. Unlike other folks on another another console, because it came from Phil Spencer, it's like he's from Moses coming down from Mount Sinai. It, you know, there's no question. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, there's no question. Game Pass, oh, love it. I want all my, I, I can get all my games for free. I don't have to pay for nothing. Oh, love it. Well, you're getting, yeah. you're getting a half-assed Halo. Oh, but it's, it, oh, but it's okay. That's fine. It's on Game Pass. Oh, there's Dark great. Alliance, yes. Yeah. Dark yeah. Alliance. Oh, <laughs> trash-ass game. Glitch, can't even connect to my party. It's okay. It's on Game Pass. Grounded, yeah, grounded, yeah. I, I can play Honey, me. I Shrunk the Kids, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, but you know what? You, again, it's, it's, it's these 2021 gamers. I don't, I don't know how y'all would have survived in gaming when I grew up. I, I really don't. I, I really, I really don't because, look. You wanted you wanted the game. You bought it. You you wanted the game on a console that that you that you. It's like well, and, and I I really wanted to get uh um I I I really want to get whatever game on PlayStation Two, whatever game on Dreamcast, whatever game on Saturn. I couldn't move my Saturn games over to the Dreamcast because it was a completely different chipset. Did nobody did nobody bitch moan and complain about that? Oh, That's, that is the I, one I, thing that, that that really kind of throws me is like this whole, and it's only this. And I, I'm sorry, Kevin. I mean to cut you off. This is, no, this no. This is the thing that just kills me with the whole situation. Is is I don't remember having this problem when the when the PS2 came out. You know, and when the when the when the PlayStation came out, there was not this. You know, we're gonna make two versions of the game for people who are gonna who are gonna continue to play on the PS5 or sorry on the on the PS1. And I'm just for me, I I just don't understand why they're why they feel the need to bridge for there to be this bridge right now. Like that's the that's the thing for me because it's like I remember once I once I got my PS4, like my PS3 is still sitting there. And I don't turn it on, but never in my wildest dreams that I think that I would need to, you know, get like if I didn't get a like if a game came out for PS4 and I didn't have a PS4, I didn't expect it to have a PS3 version of that game. You know, I just didn't expect <laughs> that to be there. I if I didn't get it, like if I didn't have a PS4, then I had to wait or buy a PS4. So this new trend of of having two separate games, you know, or, or having to go back. Like, and I, I get it. You know, times is tough and people can't, you know, afford certain stuff. And it's, you know, the economy shit and all this other stuff is, is really is really messed up. But damn, it's like I, I just never in my mind never would have expected a company to make two two versions of a game and then and then and then offer free to to be able to to transfer it over to to your newer system i i just don't 
I don't know. It's just it, it just sounds foreign to me. So for me, I'm like, it's great that they do that. That's awesome. But I just don't. I don't expect it. And I think a lot of folks are expecting that, and they're saying that that's like you know, uh, good like good for the consumer, which it is. And now it's bad consumer for for not allowing that to happen. But they don't have to do that. They don't have that, to do nothing. And I, yeah, I don't, they don't have just, to do nothing. It's just a weird feeling. It's like it's just a weird feeling to me. It's like, and, and again, you brought up age, and you brought up just you know the, the our longevity of um, that's a good way of saying we're old gamers. But our longevity of playing games, I just don't get it. Like I just, and I'm trying really hard to to understand it. I ain't you know? trying to understand these entitled fools. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not trying to understand them. I'm not. It, this shit don't make sense. It doesn't looking, make sense. But, but, but then I keep thinking, but then I keep thinking, okay, if if the game companies are willing to do this, there must be enough enough of a profit margin or making the game um, must not be costing them as much to have it play on two systems. You know, and because for me, for me, it downplays the the importance of of buying a PS5 for me because because if this is if 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 you're going to if I'm going to spend you know five bills I want games that are exclusive for me you know like I paid the money I adopted this this thing you know I should be able to get next gen games without having my games having to suffer you know because it has to be on PS4, you know, like I don't, I, I don't get that mentality. And again, you know, I understand that, you know, folks is hard, times is hard, money is hard or whatever, but it devalues the PS5. It devalues the PS5 because, because they can get a PS, all these games are coming out for PS4, you know, and I get it again, I get it, you know, times is tough. The, uh, the you know the, the 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 pandemic right now shortage of different materials and stuff like that I get it you know but and and, and maybe this is a stopgap and they're the trying to get good customer goodwill but at the same time it's like I think it's, I think it, it it might be a bit more detrimental to the PS to the PS5 than it is you know helping it's a know. damned if you do damned if you don't kind of situation no one's ever going to be happy in this particular instance I mean, i'm looking at, i'm looking at forum posts right now uh, one user said still ridiculous they're charging ten dollars more for up ps4 games on ps5 i will not buy god of war or gran turismo at 70 bucks then don't uh, yeah someone exercising their right as a consumer don't uh, yeah. One other user says, "Glad they're backtracking now. Let's raise hell for God of War and GT Seven as well." So, yeah, it's like, yeah raise hell for about what? And uh, one user said, "Go posts will be moved. People will now complain about God of War and future games having ten dollar upgrades." And someone responded to that: "The nerve of these consumers to care more about their own interest than the billion dollar corporations' interest." Like. <laughs> Like it's it's bad to be the quote unquote defending Sony and defending PlayStation. It's not defending. It's not Sony defending or, anything. I know. You're not that's defending what I'm anything. Like. You're defending the the fact that you can hopefully you have enough synapses going off in that skull full of mush of yours that you can wow. make a freaking dis- decision 
based on your needs as a consumer, that you don't need to be led by the nose by these multi-billion dollar corporation and be told what you can and can't do, that you can't make a decision on your own. That's the, that's the thing that I can't get. That's the thing that I can't get. These people saying, well, I don't want to pay. Why do I have to pay extra money for for it? Well, I mean, now to be to be 100 percent, if PlayStation would just and yeah, I guess you could say the same for Xbox, but even though they're doing things a little differently, if PlayStation would just make PS5 games, this wouldn't be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> so we can we can put we 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 can put uh, that problem right at at old Ryan's doorstep. Stop making PS4 games, and and focus on the PS5. But you know we know they're not going to do that for a while because that's money left on the table. I get it. I understand that. I think it's bad idea, but it is what it is. But getting bent out of shape for paying ten dollars more. Considering how long home consoles have been in existence, you, you, I was paying $70 for Intellivision. Well, not I, my parents were. $70, almost $70 in 2021 money back in 1978. That's a long time for prices not to really change all that much. For a $10 difference, if you factor in the cost of inflation for some of those games, and there was no there was not necessarily standard pricing back then either. No. Because you would see you would Jimco might have a game for $35. Uh uh Montgomery Wards might have that same game for $40. Montgomery Wards. Oh, sorry. Just take me back. But, <laughs> no, you're right. No, you're you're absolutely you know, correct. The I best can warehouse, get, man. I can get pit <laughs> How come I can't afford that new Ferrari 296 GTB? Why don't they make one that for $15,000? Cuz you're not entitled, fool. Get your money up. Anyway, I'm I'm having I'm my conf- my blood pressure is raised. I, I, I said, <laughs> yeah, we need to move on, Joe. We need to move <laughs> on. I'm a dead That's Kevin fine. Boy. I can't have that. Anyone else out there have opinions? I know Gerald, uh, we had some discussion on the Discord this past week about all this. Uh, John can't, uh, John BT can't believe that the uh, Super the Greatest Collector's Editions and the Regalia Edition, the Collector's Edition's 200 bucks, the uh, Regalia Edition's $260. Um, both come with a steel book, but no physical disc. It comes with a digital version of the game. So. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, nah. Ooh. Y'all can yeah. me with that one. Ooh. Yeah, so I mean it's it's great that you got the got the steelbook case, but yeah, the game the, the, the No game to put in the case. No game to put in the case, no disc. So I'm sorry. That is so stupid. That is the stupidest thing I've heard. You know I'm sorry. <laughs> that is just so silly. Like you're gonna give me you're gonna give me a di- a case for a disc. That I don't get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is just the silliest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, if you do it, more power to you because you got the ends, but no, no, no. You still get the game digitally, but still. No, like, no I want know, a like, disc. I want yeah. a disc. 
Yeah. No, <laughs> it's the collector's edition for a reason. I'm collecting that. I want to collect that disc too. Mm-mm-mm. Dude, I know. no. <laughs> no. So they, they, whoever planned this out definitely missed one. You know, obviously the prior uh, news article indicating that it's supposed to be a free upgrade, and they just really just screwed the pooch. I'm sorry. That is the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> We're gonna give you this. It's like, it's like you know, having no arms, and you and, and they give you a free jacket. It's like what? <laughs> it's like, I have no arms. It's like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I'm trying so hard to understand it, but it's just the silliest thing. That's the silliest thing I've heard in a very long time. Welcome to 2021. <laughs> oh. Okay. I'm going to move on, and we're going to talk about another uh, issue. Um, obviously, Sony dropped the ball, and Sega has dropped the ball now, too. So Sonic Colors Ultimate's coming out on Tuesday, but people that bought the game digitally got to be able to play the game early. Early access went live this past Friday on September the 3rd, and lo and behold, the um, Switch version of the game is basically borked on there there's a bunch of gameplay videos online including one that uh, basically can induce seizures it looks like but yeah there's just a ton of graphical issues with the switch port of this game uh the developer of the port blind squirrel games who also worked on mass effect trilogy um basically has commented online saying that they're working on it uh, but people have also commented the fact that they're using a uh, open source Godot engine without credit on there. I guess they're, you know, they couldn't even uh, like use their own software, develop their own software to port these games over to different platforms. But the original 2010 Wii Sonic Colors is just off the heezy on the Switch for now. So. Mm. I swear to God, Sonic is just cursed. Like <laughs> Sonic is cursed, yo. I don't know what it is or or what they did, but Sega Sega done did something to somebody because, like we we I mm, Sonic just sad 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 Sonic. Yeah, I don't know. I was watching some of the gameplay clips. There's like people falling through platforms. Uh, Sonic looking like uh, like uh, like someone said creepy pasta shit basically. So, yeah. uh, like the the actual graphic for Sonic was all distorted and looking, and the, the one labeled seizure warning is oh my god, it's like everything was just going all cray cray a little bit on that clip on there. So, and so yeah. Um, I was thinking about checking this out, but uh, obviously with most Sonic games, I will wait for a sale on there. You know, nope. so. Deep, deep discount. Deep discount. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Like, seriously, I don't know who the people are that make Sonic games, but y'all need to just give it up. Sorry. Yeah. Not sorry. <laughs> Sonic is... Mm. I swear that it is it, it, it's either haunted or they got the ring ghost in there or something's going on. It's all, it's all that furry energy going on. Mm, you know. Something. I feel so bad. I feel so bad for Sonic. Like, 
<clears throat> anyway, go ahead. <laughs> yes. Well, enough said about that. Um, as I mentioned in my what my playlist section, uh, Bit Summit did happen this past weekend, and one of the announcements coming out of Bit Summit is Soul Cresta, which is the upcoming vertical shooter from Platinum. Uh, they have announced a uh, release date. This game's going to be coming out on December the 9th. On there, it's coming out for PC, PlayStation 4, and Nintendo Switch. Where's my uh, you know, free PS5 version there, Platinum? Mm-hmm. Better get, get out working on it there. You get on it. Mm-hmm. Trying to rip off the consumer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's going to come out for uh, 40 bucks on here, but uh, there's also going to be some DLC uh, written by Platinum's infamous designer, Hideki Kayama uh, has written a story which is going to be released as DLC on here. But uh, they did demonstrate that bit summit this past weekend in an arcade cabinet, which Platinum put together. I'm not sure if it's going to re- receive a wider release on there. But uh, looking at the game, it just looks like a second coming of a great top-down uh, vertical scrolling shooter on there. It's a sequel to Moon Cresta and Terra Cresta on here and i guess they're going to be working with uh hamster to be able to release uh, certain retro inspired games uh from that studio so on there so we'll have to see what comes about it but i'm super excited to buy this once it does come out in december i don't know how you guys feel about it i know i think we talked about it a few weeks ago but i think you're on it, in it to win it right kev yeah yeah i'll be getting it yeah cool how about Absolutely. you, Des? Any, any excitement for uh, Soul Cresta coming up? <clears throat> uh, yeah. Gotcha. But that's about it. <laughs> we'll have to play it on SharePlay to see if you like it or not. So. We are loving SharePlay. You know it. And, of course, uh, last news story, uh, there was a leak. Of course, there's always leaks. But Alan Wake Remastered has popped up on various retailer sites with an October 5th release date. So uh, on a Taiwan website, because, you know, God forbid, a Rakuten's Taiwan website, there is a PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, and Xbox versions on there with placeholder cover art on there. But uh, basically, this is going to be the debut of Alan Wake on PlayStation consoles on here. And, um, you know... Uh, someone commented on Twitter, one of the analysts, uh, Daniel Ahmed, said that's going to be announced next week on there. So it's pretty much uh, kind of been kind of pseudo rumored uh, during like a um, someone was going into the Epic Game Store and looking into the code and found it, the existence of Alan Wake Remastered. This was the first time this popped up. And then from there, obviously, uh, this box art kind of concludes it. I almost expected out pretty much there's a PlayStation event uh, 40 minute event on uh, Thursday coming up is going to be like basically PlayStation's E3 that will be unveiled. And I'm almost expecting this game to be in that showcase of some sort to be announced on there. So, but we'll see, you know, it's probably the reason why this kind of popped up, but this is, uh, we'll see what else is being rumored for Sony's showcase coming up and we'll have more to talk about next episode in the news. There's kind of some rumors too about possibly an either a new infamous or an infamous collection rearing its head as well. So any thoughts you guys on 
Alan Wake getting a remaster or any excitement for Sony's upcoming showcase? I never really played Alan Wake, so um, the remaster, if it's if it's good, you know, and 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 they're selling it at a at a relatively um, decent price, you know, I might have to check it out. Yeah, I think the comparable Taiwan to U.S. dollars would put this at right around like a forty buck price point. I, believe. I mean, that's usually how much this stuff is. You know, to be completely honest, that's usually how much the stuff is. So, so that's why part of me is kind of like, ah, you know, 40 bucks. Eh. Again, never played it. I know you can get it relative, the original relatively, relatively cheap on like Steam. So that's why I'm kind of like, <clears throat> you know, do I really want to put the money in it? But again, you know, let's see, let's see what they do with the remaster. I, I never know with the remasters because sometimes they're really good and sometimes they are just stinky, like stinky. So uh, this is from Remedy themselves. It looks like though, so oh. it looks like yeah. there's going to be some care taken with it. And you know, I think they had to work to try to get the IP back from Microsoft. And so oh. now that they got the IP back, they're obviously bringing out PlayStation version and. I wasn't sure with this game if you would like it or not because it is it's a borderline horror game. It's not like a horror game like, you know, Friday the thirteenth or Resident Evil or anything like that. It's oh, more I know. Of a psychological thriller yeah. kind of situation with some ski- Stephen King kind of of yeah. overtones, that kind of thing. So Yeah. I've never played it. have you played it, Kev? I have not. Um it's not because it didn't interest mm. me, it just never got around to it. Yeah. It was around your 10 million uh, red rings, so. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's probably the reason, more than likely, that you didn't get to it at that time, so. Yeah, so. But, you know, we'll see what's, I'm excited for Sony Showcase, but, you know, I've heard from people talking online, rumor mongers and all that, that this is going to be uh, expecting not a state of play, but uh, that we're going to get a lot of, uh um details about maybe even some announcements for games moving forward you know because obviously beyond horizon gran turismo 7 and uh also what was another game uh god of war ragnarok that we really don't know what sony first party has been up to and you know obviously they've been up to you know getting some new games out there i know there's been rumors of sly a new sly cooper in the mix too so i heard that for for, for months though yeah I mean, I would my, love my, it. I'm, yeah, I'm not tempering my expectations. I'm expecting greatness on Thursday. I, I, I ain't doing the X-Bot method and as well, you know, it's not going to be that great. Uh, well, you know, no. I expect, I expect them to do something good. I expect this to be a great show. Games that I haven't heard announced before, I expect all that and more. So, yeah. you know, if they if if the if the show is crap, it'll be I won't be afraid to say it's crap because yeah. I expect better from PlayStation. Hopefully, it's not 30, 20 minutes on some Last of Us remaster that we did. If want, I but. if I see people sitting down on a couch, I'm not going to be happy. No, I don't want to see couch discussions no. and and 15 20 minute discussions about a game that we've done that we've already heard to everything about it to death and back all the thing that y'all can do at this point is just spoil the story you know i don't need to see them talking about that i need to see game after game after game after game after game i don't think they're gonna paris and like gamescom x xbox showcase this thing up no talking about it i don't want i don't want an xbox showcase no i don't 
Well, that's all for news this week in this episode, gentlemen. So, all righty. <clears throat> so appreciate that, Trader Joe. Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. That's the email you're going to want to use if you want to respond to something that you've heard discussed on the show or if you would like to be on the show and have your opinions of gaming broad, broadcasted out to the ether for our listeners and share your perspectives, you're going to want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter account. You can find us at gamingvessels. You can also find us on Discord, and uh, I would highly encourage you all to join our Discord server because, as I'm sure you know, social media in many of its different forms, kind of sort of a dumpster fire, particularly if you're in the Twitter sphere. Mm -hmm. uh, if you join our Discord server, which you can find at our Twitter on our Twitter account or on any podcast aggregate that you use to download the show, just click the link. No waiting period to uh, to join. You're automatically in. And what you're going to find is a nice group of people discussing gaming, discussing gaming news, having varying opinions on the hobby, yet somehow able to treat each other uh, like human beings. I, I know that's hard to believe in 2021 among other mm. things but if such a thing is possible and you're going to find that on our discord server for gaming vessels individually we do have our own uh social media and gaming accounts i can be found uh on uh twitter for now at shownuff 71 that's s-h-o-n-u-f-f -F, the number 71 playstation network i can be found at shownuff 7 same spelling with the number 7 at the end Xbox is Shonuff 071, same spelling with 071. Steam is Shonuff 71, same spelling as originally. And my Switch friend code is 7658-2155-3309. So, Des, where can folks get a hold of you at, man? All righty. <clears throat> you can find me on Twitter at the Nemo 6 That's T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. That's T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. T-H-A-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. Um, you can catch me on PSN and Steam at Nemo Tigger. That's N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. And my Nintendo friend code is 5280-6674-4519. As always, please let us know how you heard about us uh, when you message us. That way we can talk to people, not bots. Uh, Joe, where can folks find you, buddy? Uh, they can find me on Twitter at JoeFongul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. Um, as far as PSN and Steam, I'm under the username Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. -A -A. Um, same user handle on Xbox with a 6995 at the end. My Nintendo friend code, 4712-5953-1409. I need to get back on the Switch and play some Monster Hunter stories, too. I see our listener, Ren has been uh, playing that game quite a bit on there with his activity on Twitter. So Sweet. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And, of course, special shout-out to our main event participants. Shout-out to you, Fred French. Shout-out to you, Crucial Chase. And shout-out to you, Dahmer. Uh, of course, we absolutely uh, love the, the feedback that we get from our listeners, for those who participate in the main event. 
And like I always say, if it weren't for our listeners, we'd just be three old dudes just spouting our opinions out into the digital ether out mm. there on the internet. So I never want an episode to go by without thanking our main event participants as well as our listeners. Big thank you to you all. So for Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar, and for Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. the Gamer Step Daddy, I'm Shonuff71, a.k.a. Digga Dulamite. Purple bling bling, yo! (laughs) (laughs) Saying that we will be back. Next week, episode 139 in your ears. Peace.